now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Riekerd, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a good coffee club Wednesday morning for, what is this, August the 12th, 2020. We got coming up on the show, we've got a lot of your comments, what you're doing, what's going on with you. We're going to have our main topic today in the first hour. I ran into someone yesterday when I went to Jackie's closing on her house and the realtor said to the realtor said to me, "Well, I'm so impressed with what you can do. What can blind people do?" And so I'm going to ask that question. How do we impress people one-on-one and convince them that not all blind people are the same and, you know, what can we do to win them or to win them over? In this day and age, that still goes on. Well, let's go to Jeff in Albany. 
Well, thank you very much, Bill. Hello to everybody listening, no matter where you are. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Everything is good here in Albany, New York. We've had some really hot weather, but I'm not complaining. I'd rather have it warm than snowy. Yesterday was a great day. I had a nice afternoon, went out to dinner with my daughter, and great Italian food. And the gin and tonic, the uh, tangerine gin and tonic was just fantastic. So it was all, it's been a good week so far. <laughs> when you get gin and tonic, it's all good to you, Jeff. That's so. right. You got it. <laughs> It's it's good. All right, let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, maybe we will. In the range of my there. Is that working now? Yes, it is. Yeah, you got it, Tim. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was out of range of the wireless headset here a little bit. Anyway, uh, things are going well here, except for uh, the Minnesota Twins. They are not doing very well. <laughs> but that's all right. They, they'll come back, I think. Um, and uh, nice weather today. It's supposed to be around 80. So not too bad. Very, very, very good. Very good. So you just kind of hanging out there. Have you got that coffee problem solved yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just did. So, so what, what kind of coffee? Where did you order oh, this coffee? I still didn't find out what, what that was. I just went and got it. <laughs> For Laura, but I'm not sure what brand it is okay. or what kind. But you got it. So, will they deliver yep. it today for you? Oh no, um, no. This was one we just had. I had put down in the basement. And, oh, oh. I anyway, you had I had to, to just bring it up. Oh, I thought you had to order it. All right, we'll go back and enjoy your cup of coffee. And, <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's go to Dave and Chris in Altoona. We're good. Nothing much new here. Just uh, are you still plugging right along? Hot, are you still course, drowning in um, dishwasher parts? Yeah, we're supposed to be mailing out eight boxes of dishwasher parts. Two different people got involved, and we got a lot of duplicate parts. And I spent all yesterday afternoon trying to get shipping labels and so forth from different companies or different people so we could send them back. Some people knew about one set. Some people knew about another set. It was rather confusing. Very confusing let's hope Bosch uh, finds its way to your house eventually Chris. eventually you'll you'll eventually. get that dishwasher and they could have and bought you a dishwasher in a receptacle for the new one so the new one should not have to be hardwired which means that in future should we need to buy another one which i'm hoping we don't ever but at least the installers would be willing to put it in they don't like to do that hardwiring well, you you but so you've got the new plug in already. Yeah, I took I took care of that. I took care of that. Good job, Dave. Good job. Do they uh, run on one ten, Dave, or they run on two twenty? Some of these they're they're one ten. Okay, one ten. So he's got that done. And we'll be talking more about that this hour too, and maybe a little bit next hour. In the next hour, we're not doing a live demo today. We're going to. We're going to have a section on Ask Chris and Dave. So if you've just got projects or you want to know about something, 
we'll be talking to the experts. And we, we won't charge you much for the answers. Um, <laughs> maybe if you want a right answer, it might cost a little bit more. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's always hustling. You've got to watch her. She's a wheeler <laughs> dealer. But anyway, that will be coming up in the second hour. But we will... Good. We will put up a separate demo for this week. We had a request for how to find a, what was it, a stud or a... Um, yeah, a stud finder. Stud finder. So in addition to the regular podcast that goes up, will be a separate demo on that. So, And I'll also make that available for the people that listen on the phone, the 773-572-3006. So you'll be able to get a, a separate demo of that, too, for the folks that listen on the telephone. Let's see, where am I on panel members? I guess Jennifer, down in, are you in your office down there? I am. I'm in the office. I went to your and office last night because that's where the printer was. So when I had to call Ira and uh, get them to help me do the reservation thing, um, I was in your office. But I didn't mess with anything. I know better. Well, nothing would have happened to you if you did. Right, but I didn't. I didn't. Um, even tried to close the windows on your computer. It's quite a process when, you, when you've got a, a website that may not be as accessible as you want it to be. So I called Ira, and I had my phone, and then... I, there's a program called TeamViewer, which is free, that I used, that I used, and we'll get to in just a moment, friend. And we used it, and I had everything ready on the screen. So when I called the agent, she was right there. I'd already signed in. Blah 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 blah, and we were able to make my reservation. She navigated through, took over my computer, and we got it all done. So that that's a good thing. Anything else going on with you, Jennifer? I've been reading a good book. It's a David Baldacci book called Absolute Power. And it's about this man that he is a he served his prison time and then he decided instead of getting a real job, he'd be a burglar and steal from rich people that had more than enough money that they wouldn't it wouldn't cause them a hardship, he didn't think, if he stole from them. Well anyway he decides that this is gonna be his last burglary and he goes to this rich person's house and he witnesses the president of the United States beating this woman up. Wow. And he steals a crucial piece of evidence that was left behind. So now he's on the run, hoping they don't find him. So tell me the story real, real quick, and then we'll get to everybody else. About when you went outside yesterday to listen to your book while Jackie and I was gone to the house closing, just to take your Victor stream, what are all the things that you had to take and do? Well, I was reading the book on my Victor stream, and just to take it with me, I had to take my cell phone, the house phone, the Victor stream, and I had a bottle of water. (laughs) I said, now I know why I read on my phone. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Right there. Makes it just one of those case scenarios. But we'll be getting back to you throughout, and maybe people want to know more 
about the book that you're reading. Let's see, Michael Loff, I thought I saw you in here. He's here. Yes, I did roll in. Uh, oh, excuse me. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're dealing with kind of a weird oddity or entity. Um, I tried something the other day for the first time called compression socks. And the day after, I developed a kind of large and red, uh, whatever you want to call it, bump on my foot. And it is very painful. And at first I blew it off. I thought, okay, well, maybe now I probably got bit by something. But now I read that actually the compression socks can cause that. So it's been a very painful last couple of days. And so I'm throwing it out there. If anyone has had that experience and said, no, stay away from those compression socks. Or no, they can't cause that much irritation. Because I did read they can cause redness. So, yeah, just trying to figure that out. And other than that, just doing the usual, taking care of clients and... um, Having a good time. What what's the purpose of compression socks? Well, if you have lymphedema like I had, Bill, they uh, they 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 compress your legs so that uh, the, the fluid from the lymph glands is going up the leg rather than swelling your legs. So I have to keep my legs elevated when they, when they swell. They haven't ha- I haven't had that in a while. And Mike, but what you might want to do is uh, is see if you can find a vascular specialist who handles that uh, and also. I had to get fitted for my compression stockings at one time, um, and so I have them, but I don't need them anymore. But but they're always available to me if I need to use them. So, but I, but I've had that problem. I guess it would be a less costly version of the pumps I had, Bill. Yeah, it's except for they stay tight instead of do like the pumps where they release and tighten. For some reason, I used to have that problem, but when I've lost a little bit of weight, it seemed to help that problem out. I used to get these. Oh, I don't know if they're like ridges on your legs down by your socks or whatever, but I don't seem to have that problem anymore for some reason. I don't know. So, yeah, there's other issues. I mean, I'm having these occasional leg cramps or where my toes go numb for a couple seconds and come back. So I make sure it's not an onset to any kind of diabetic issues or circulation issues. Well, that's uh, why I said you need to see a, a, a vascular uh, specialist and, a, and an endocrinologist for your diabetes if you have diabetes, Mike. So, yeah, yeah that's... That's and they told me that I'll make sure those aren't side effects of a potential heart issue since I did have a silent heart attack. So yeah, we're just trying to sort that out. But uh, yeah. you don't realize, you think one toe is no big deal, but yeah, it, uh, it slows yeah. you down. Very, Are you still in as much pain as you were when we talked to you on Monday? Uh, I can be. I'm not at the moment. I, I found that using the Epsom salt seems to be the, one of the most effective methods to try to keep things I'm under control but i thought the redness was expanding so i don't know my verdict is out yet but at you the moment i'm better but i need to keep the leg elevated and you can't beat epsom salts i'm telling you <laughs> for the money they they are a kind of a cure-all all right let's go if we got everybody through the panel you think jeff i think yes we do and we have three hand raised from fran joe and bill i've oh, well, one more hold on a long and time as well so let's go with Fran, because... Fran, unmute yourself. You're next. And we'll... Good morning. I think I'm here. Yes, you are. You, go are. Ahead. you are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, first thing I want to do is thank Chris for her um, demo of the Walmart app, because I was actually able to get my um, order in, and I was able to find where to put the information for my 
EBT card, one of the problems we had was we were trying to put in, Gary was reading me the number and I was entering it in and it's on an old piece of braille paper and the dots are kind of squished. And so he saw a seven as a six or vice versa. Anyway, we had the wrong number in there. So all this time that I've been struggling with it, it was just a matter of we had to change one of the numbers. So, um, but the, with, with the demo, I was able to get the, uh, I was able to figure out the things that were confusing me and get the order put in. I got it yesterday. Everything went well. Well, you're welcome. And those are the things that make the demos worth it. Yeah, and Fran, it was very nice of you to put all of your groceries on on my credit card. No, I'm just kidding you. Fran. I'm, I'm, just... I'm sure you. I'm sure you would appreciate that. So <laughs> thank you. I'm you know. just kidding you, Fran. Just you know. <laughs> I didn't think you'd notice, right? And next week it's my turn. Thanks, yeah. Tim. <laughs> Jeff's used to credit card. He's. Uh, he... You believe me? Yeah. Well, let's not go into that, Bill. <laughs> right. We've both been there, haven't we, Jeff? <laughs> All right, looks like we got a few hands, friend. Keep sticking around. Uh, yeah, we got Joe. Gonna... We got Joe out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, go ahead, Joe. You're on. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Sixty-three degrees. Supposed to get up to ninety-five today. Sixty-three. Just a question: Do you recommend Amazon Music for music app for for iPhone? That's what we're kind of looking at. So, just curious. Well, I'm sure that's going to get a lot of different opinions. I think if it were me and I were going to spend that money, I might tend to go towards Apple Music or Spotify over Amazon Music. Say what you, Mike. What do you say? Let me see. Mike, you still there? Oh, yeah. Um, I've tried them all, and I particularly like the YouTube Music. And I, the reason I like it is because it does recommendations. So when you, re, you know, ask for a particular song or artist and it starts playing related stuff, and it's pretty good. I mean, it's not 100%, but it's the algorithms of finding, you know, related songs that you like and the ability to quickly thumb up and thumb down. I mean, they all work, Amazon, Apple. Uh, and lately they're all getting the stuff from the same database. Yeah, so they're, they're very similar. Uh, certain ones will have rights that others do not, but... So YouTube is the one that I like, uh, but certainly nothing wrong with Apple. And Amazon does work, but I found it a little harder to, to, I don't say not to find things, but yeah, certain things aren't there. And so I would look at either, I would go to YouTube or Apple. I agree. Oh, yeah, I have, thank, I, thank you. I, I also have Google Music, but that's going away. Google Music is going to be going away at some point, and they're getting. They want everyone to go to YouTube Music. I got a letter from them now, a few weeks ago on that. Can you use that on your iPhone, the YouTube Music? No problem. Oh, yeah, it works great. YouTube, yeah. and if you got a Google Home, that's another thing, Joe. I mean, it depends on what, if you're going to use your smart device. Do you have, maybe you, if you have an Echo, then Amazon Music might be beneficial for that. So you use your voice to listen to things. Um, so it all depends on your ecosystem. If you have Google Home, it's nice because the, the YouTube Music will work with that as well as your iPhone. So there, there's a lot of different choices out there, and they're all about pretty much the same price. Jeff, can you use YouTube Music on your Sonos? Yes, you can. As a matter of fact, I uh, that's what they said. And when they make the transfer over, when you won't have a choice, your your library from Google Music will be imported into your YouTube Music. So it'll be a seamless transition. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. We, uh, we have we have an iPhone Plus eight, so that's the device yeah. uh, I have right now. 
Well, I think what they're trying to tell you, Joe, in plain English, is you can use any of those musical services, and it's just up for you to pick. You're going to pay about the same cost for it. And well, no, I'm glad you mentioned that, Bill, because actually, if you do YouTube music, you don't want to buy it through Apple. You want to go to Google and do it, because Google or Apple is raising the price 30%. Well, I think actually now that I think about, it, they may have taken that option off. I'm not sure now, but so they were charging 12.99, but you can go directly to Google and do it for 9.99, like all the other music services. And Apple was making their little 30 percent commissions off of it. So, and if you have the iPhone app for Be My Eyes, uh, they, they there is Google tech support there. And if you have problems or have questions, you can certainly connect to them if you need to. Yeah, I saw something about Be My Eyes yesterday. Made some kind of or added something or change something so th- th- that's a viable force out there all right jeff who's next next is bill in chicago i just go ahead bill shut up yeah good morning we'll good love- morning everybody from the town of excitement yeah you know, we had all that looting monday morning early and right now if you got to work between midnight and six downtown you cannot get there unless you got a special route to take and you got to have a letter from your employer that you're entitled to be in the loop at that hour in other words, it covers from Ashland Avenue to the west, which is probably about 1,400 west, and from 22nd Street to the south, and from, from uh, Division Street on the north and the lake on the east. You cannot enter that area only by one street because all the bridges are up. All the buses that do run go over the same street route, and you have to have a, a letter proving that you're on your way to work. And if anyone drives you down, they have to be proved that if, uh, say, for example, we live work at Monroe in Michigan, where I used to work, you'd come down LaSalle Street, go to Monroe Street, go east of Michigan, drop your party off, swing north of Michigan, go back on Madison to LaSalle, LaSalle back north to get across the river. If you divert that, you can be, you can be stopped or arrested or whatever it is. And then also, um, while, I, while I got you on here, Mike, that foot. Get to the doctor right away. Don't mess with it because I have a nephew that he had a little sore in his foot. He was a diabetic. He thought he could fix it. He lost a foot about three years ago. So get to a doctor. Don't mess with epsom salt and that stuff. And those construction socks aren't really for diabetics. If you check on those, they're not for diabetics. Oh. It's, I'm just giving you a little well, advice. Thank you for that, you Bill. Right, as a matter of fact, Bill, I, I, I know that when I wore compression socks, I wore them because I had lymphedema. And right, right, right. Depends, but, but I know they, they don't suggest them for diabetics. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I got them thinking they would help get rid of leg cramps at night. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. Those are those. But, yeah, those yeah they, they, they suppress the circulation too much for a diabetic. Yeah. And if you're, getting, if you're getting numbness on the toes, I'd be sure and get to a doctor right away. Well, it's constant suppression instead of, like, some things loosen and tighten. It's well, yeah, they do have those those devices where I know when the uh, wife was in the hospital, on her other leg, they had that thing that come on and release and come on and release, you know, like a pump. It'd pump up and then release and pump up for while she was laying in bed for circulation. But otherwise, but... But that's just a little warning. We're supposed to get to high about 80 degrees here today. Oh, and also, 
Monday night, after all this looting, Monday night we had a big storm go through here, which went east. We had seven tornadoes hit the city, and one of the suburb, one of the uh, like oh, I call subdivision of the city called Rogers Park, is up up north. Uh, they had uh, a tornado strike there. It did a swath about 300 feet wide and about two and a half miles long, and they had winds up to 110 mile an hour. At the same time, they had straight line winds downtown at 90 mile an hour. I had winds out here about 60. So, All right. Wow. Good stuff, Bill. So that, that, that's what that's what we got before it got to you, Bill, Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you, Bill. Wait. All right. We have we have Jerry out in Indiana, PA. Go ahead, Jerry. I want my Christmas tree. All right. Good morning, now. everybody. <laughs> it's uh, 73 degrees in Indiana, PA, going up to 88. There's always a possibility of a thunderstorm. And... Uh, Tim, don't feel bad. At least the Pirates haven't played. They're not going to be playing till Thursday on account of COVID-19. The Cardinals really fouled them up. And I'll tell you what, last night, man, I thought I was really upset with the Google Home. It kept going. Do you guys ever have a problem with your devices where it'll say, you tell it to play something, it'll say something's wrong, try again in a few seconds? Well, I was doing that for like a couple hours, and I thought I was going to have to sleep with it on all night, and I didn't want to do that, but it finally straightened itself out. There's a quick way of fixing that, Jerry. There. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Mike. Best thing to do there, Jerry, is just unplug it and okay. plug it back in. It'll reset itself. 30 seconds and plug it back in. It'll reset. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. All right. Next, um, next uh, Gail, unmute yourself, Gail, please. There you go. Go ahead, Gail. Hi. Um, I, um, I, finally, I finally was able to... Get my. I'm going to be getting a new mattress for my bed. I had my my cleaning lady, who's also become a very good friend. Uh, I, I'm able to do that. I will be ordering that. I mean, I ordered it. I just have to wait for it. Check some beds out and check some the, the feeling of them and that kind of thing. And also, I finally got my hair cut. I didn't know that cost cutter cost cutters would be open with all this thing with social distancing and everything else. But my dentist office is still closed, but I was able to get my hair cut yesterday, and boy, does it feel good. That always makes you feel better to get your hair cut. Especially the way it was, I felt like Cousin It. <laughs> Jenny got hair. hers cut by her mom's when she was there, and so... I was able to go with Jackie last week, and we got our hair cut, so we feel much, 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 much better. So So what kind of mattress did you get? Uh, I I went to this. It's a small store, small place in in St. Cloud that my cleaning lady knew about. And I don't remember the name of the place, but I did get a, a firm mattress and for a double bed. And I'm able to, they threw in the um, mattress pad, uh, extra, that kind of thing. Delivery is going to be free, I think. And also, I'll have to wait because they have to order these things. But I probably will be getting a call uh, from them when things are set to go. And then they're also going to take the old mattress and all the junk out of here from the, from the old mattress, which is going to be real nice. Good, good stuff, Gail. Finally getting something done right for a change. <laughs> there you go. Positive, positive, positive. All right, Jeff, we have anybody else? Well, Bill has his hand raised again. Uh, does, does anyone else have any questions or anything? Let's get to Bill, I guess. 
Oh, go ahead, Bill. Maybe. Go ahead, Bill. Okay. Now, Jerry, Jerry mentioned baseball. I know this is not the sports show, but I heard the other day, I had to click on one of the, I was to listen to one of the sports things on talk on the radio, and they're worried now since St. Louis is out, hadn't been able to play 15 games, and to make up their games, they may have to play some triple headers, and they don't know how they're going to do that. And if they can't make up the game, St. Louis may protest. They'll have the right to protest that the season wasn't legitimate. So that could that ruin the World Series or wherever, however they end up the championship. Well, because right now the Cubs are really doing good and the Sox are bad and some of the other teams, but you know, they may have the right to uh, protest. Well, first of all, they're not going to do triple hitters. They may do double hitters, but they're they do have a problem. But we'll we'll have to see. The only thing I would well, they see shouldn't is, be able to ruin the whole season just because they. The they were the ones that made the mistake in not in not following the social protocols and the proper Saint protocols Lewis when they were involved. Miami, to begin the ones who screwed up by going out and doing their extracurricular activities. And now, because of all these things, it looks like, and boy, we'll we'll get to that later, not on this show, but no college football in the Big Ten. The Big and Pac-12 12, is gone too, Pac-12, Bill. so maybe some of the others will fall. But I have a feeling they're going to go on and... The, just there's going to be some ever changing, so we don't know what exactly is going to happen. Um, we, we have one more hand Alan, from Alan, Alan Ramos. Okay, go ahead, Alan. Hello, hey, Alan. Well, I have to say good morning to the panelists. Uh, we're going to have we have about 62 degrees now here, It'll be about 93 here in Ontario, California. Oh, it's going to be warm there like it was in Southwest Florida. Very, very warm. Anything else going on, Alan? No, nothing else so far that uh, I've noticed, you know, except for not too good things in the news, you know. Yeah, well, there's that, too. But, you know, but that doesn't change from day to day. No, it doesn't. So we just kind of go with that. I hope you like our topic coming up. Oh, I like it. I'm just waiting for it uh, when it comes up. It's going to come in just a second here. And thank you, Alan. Anybody else have anything? Oh, we've got Sharon Bishop from Texas. Oh, I say, go ahead, Sharon. You got to unmute yourself. Okay, I think I'm unmuted. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to say it's going to probably be a hundred here today. It's probably I think eighty something right now when I checked earlier. And um, we had a brother-in-law. Uh, my sister's brother, my sister's husband, die of the virus this weekend, and um, we have a new. Um, my guide dog is a standard poodle, and we have a new uh, another poodle in the house. So we've got two poodles, <laughs> and they're um, both eight. So you got two poodles now, one guide dog yeah, and one yeah. one regular poodle. So I guess it's safe. Yeah, one to... female and one male. I guess it's safe to say you are a dog person. Yes. Not a cat person. No. Uh, sorry, Bill. <laughs> Not a cat person. Uh, what can I say? But that's all right. Uh, we Jackie I, I lives here say, with us, and she's not a cat person. I want to say you can be both. You can be. You can be both. Definitely. Yeah. Both. You. Can you a dog dogs and a cat. cat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You can be what? You, they're saying you can be both if you want to be, if some people. Oh, okay, yeah. No, not me. <laughs> not you? 
No. No, that's all right, Sharon. We still love you anyway. You you be the way you are. That's fine. Thank you. Not everybody has to be a oh. cat person. Oh, no, Sharon, are, are they both standard poodles? Or she's asking if they're both stays asking. I, I think Chris would be into their. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, I think they were anyway. So that. Marianne's okay. next. By okay, the way. Marianne. Go ahead, Marianne. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, according to my watch. It says it's 56 degrees, but the A lady says it's 59. Uh, supposed to get up to about 94. So a nice hot one today. Uh, we were out, we've been out walking, not today, but yesterday and other days to the stores and doing other things around here. Um, uh, an interesting thing for me this week, I uh, applied, uh, I guess it was last week or maybe, maybe the, uh, I guess the week before to, um, it was the week before, I applied to a job for the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment. And uh, my, I went through the testing phase and so on with in, inaccessible testing and uh, some interesting conversations there, especially that kind of lead to the topic of, oh, we're, we're amazing or what do we do and so on. Um, but I, my, I went through this testing and even with the answers that I got wrong and I didn't think I did all that well, according to them, I did like an 86%. And they passed my application on to the hiring managers, and I've done the background check and so on. So I'm just waiting to hear, and apparently I'm in the last round of selection for the job. So who knows? Maybe I'll become a state worker for a while until hospitality comes back and maybe treats me better. I'm not sure, but that's that's where we're at right now. And um, you can absolutely be both a cat lover and a dog lover because I have been for a very long time. I don't happen to have a cat anymore, but I absolutely do love kitties, and I miss petting them every day. My Thundercat used to sleep on my bed and cuddle with me and so on. Now I just have Uno on my bed with me right now. But you absolutely can be both. Tim is very much right. And, Michael, uh, compression socks are definitely not a bad thing as long as you get the right amount of compression for what you need and it's always a good thing to make sure you have the right measurements for compression stockings. My mom had them for years. My husband has had them for years. I have had them. I don't have them right now because the wrong fit definitely can hurt and be a little bit of a mess up for you. So uh, definitely make sure you get properly measured for them. If you're, uh, you need to get like ankle and and uh, calf measurements and so on and so forth and length me- length measurements and things in order to use, especially if they're heavy duty. So definitely uh, make sure you've got the right thing going for those because the wrong ones can cause more harm than good. But when you get the right ones, uh, they absolutely are good and they can be good for everybody, especially like when you're flying. Compression socks are actually really, really helpful. And... Uh, well, Bill, if you'll yeah. go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Yes, I appreciate that because I just set up a doctor's appointment for 12:40 today, and I will make sure to take them with me so that uh, 
Yeah, definitely do that because they'll have measurements written on the boxes and so on. And sometimes what you think might be your right measurements might not be. And you might just have one that's one size too small or something like that where it's just not fitting your your uh, your leg and your foot properly. Yeah, and the compressions are numbers like, like 30, like 30, 40, things like that. That's, that's right. Those, those are compression numbers, but there's also measurements for how they fit lengthwise and around your foot and your cap and stuff like that. There's some other measurements. I have to be real careful when I buy them, too. But they really can feel amazingly good on your body when you need them to. I hate them for one reason, especially in the summertime. They get really uncomfortable. But I had to wear them one summer because of, because I had developed cellulitis and stuff. So I haven't had them. Oh, hard to put on. Not, not really. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. It depends. Um, a lot of them now, they have some ones that are double layers. So the inner layer is real thin, almost like a stocking feeling, and then the outer layer is the, the tougher, thicker part, but it slides over the inner layer, so they're really good that way. Some of them are single layers, but a lot of the dual layer ones actually fit really nicely. Have you seen the ones, Marianne, they have the zipper on them so that you can unzip them and zip them up to your and put them on your leg? They're much easier to get into. And Yeah, those are me. good. Uh, those are good, and there's some other ones. My husband has had compression wraps for years and years and he's got ones now that are just uh, actually no i think he's back to regular compression socks now but he used to have ones where it was a thin stocking underneath and then he wore this this wrap that sort of had these kind of interlacing sets of velcro that wrapped around and um and were super easy to put on once you got used to how to do them they were real real easy and you could control how much pressure you used and he needed those for a while because he has uh, he has a leg uh, that has a wound from when he got spider bitten about 30 years ago Ooh. now and and unfortunately he didn't treat it at the time and the damage went systemic and he periodically had to go back in for wound care and all kinds of stuff on that leg there's also open toe versions. Socks. Yes, there are. Versions. <laughs> and those are definitely better sometimes. Yeah. Boy, it's hard to say. Wow. That's that's good stuff, Mary. And, uh, you know, those. I remember when I had to get my leg worked on when I found out I was a diabetic. And that was scary. They had to come for one month to keep treating the wound. And I don't want to ever go through that again. Never, ever, ever. Uh, no, thank you. So, yeah, Mike, take good care of that. And let's see, Jeff, do we have anybody? Sharon yeah. has her hand yeah, back up. Okay. Sorry, Sharon, I thought you were through a minute. Yeah, so did I. I'm sorry. Let me get her. Yeah, unmute yourself, Sharon, and we can get you back in, and then, Gary, you'll be next. Okay, that's okay. Um, I just wanted to answer um, the uh, question about the Kim asked about whether they were standard poodles. Both of them are. She is a little bit smaller. Uh, Donna is a little bit smaller than Woody. And I wanted to say good luck with your job situation there, Marianne. I hope you get that job. That would be awesome. Yeah, I hope you that, do. That, I would say I so to too, Marion. Yes, I, I agree. Ask Marianne working Marianne for the state. That. Yeah, you got lots of benefits when you work for the state. And thank you, Sharon. I was going to ask Marianne, and she can come back later. And was we're getting ready to plan our state convention, our alumni again, and I don't even know can we approach the hotel. 
hotels now, or I, I don't even know if it's safe. It's it's hard to say. It's one of those things where we may have to wait a little bit of time because we probably couldn't get all the rest on all the stuff we needed. I don't know. All right. Um, have we covered everyone, Jeff? Well, Gary, Gary did you okay. want to get on the air? I, I did ask you to unmute, so can you unmute yourself, please? And if you can do that, we can get you on the air. He's going to do it. No, I can't unmute you, but you have to unmute yourself, Gary. Okay, maybe he stepped away from the phone for a second. Well, I'm going to put his hand down, so if he wants it up, he can put it back up. Okay. I can do something to do. There, I just sent him a note telling him to unmute if he wanted to. Okay, Marianne's got something real quick, and then we'll get to our topic. Go ahead, Mary Ann. I just did my unmute. Um, Bill, I, I would say a lot of things with, with regards planning another convention will have to do with where you are, how, when you're, when you're looking to actually host convention kind of thing. Some people are planning things if you're talking about late in the year or early into next year. Hotels are definitely looking at things, but... I know our state, matter of fact, we just, we had a planning call last night. We decided last week that we were going to a virtual state convention this year. So um, it's going to be fun planning activities and a state auction on Zoom and other things to do with our convention this year. But hotels are definitely ready to want to take people's money and everything, but everything is conditional now on uh, what the government rules are going to be, what the state rules are going to be at the particular time that you're looking for it. But it's a good time to want to plan a convention because hotels are are definitely looking at things in, in very serious ways, but, they're, but frankly, they're desperate. So, uh, and, and uh, I know some hotels are, are doing hotel restaurants and so on and, and social distancing and such. And I, I think it's just, it more depends on the size of the group. If your group is several hundred people, they're going to think one thing. If it's a small group. It's a small group, uh, about 75. Yeah, about 70 maybe. And we're looking at June of next year. <coughs> Excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah. You could, you could, you could at least get good, solid, tentative plans in for next year. Uh, any hotel will be happy to have business on the books for next year. And, you know, we don't want to get into a, in case it gets worse again. Well, they're, they're all, all the hotels now that I know about are working with contingency contracts. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the books are open. People are, are, are definitely planning on good business by next year and so on. But everything has reasonable contingencies right now. Yeah. So all I right. think you would, you would do well to be looking at a place to put a convention for next June. I think you wouldn't have trouble with the contracts for it. All right. Thank you so much, Marianne. I see we, Jeff, will work with you and get you back in just a second. Gary is ready. At Hi, the- Gary. I think I'm un- I think I'm unmuted now. For some reason, the system wouldn't let me unmute a minute ago, and I was uh, unmuting, and, and it said this: "Oof, you are not allowed to unmute." So I couldn't unmute until now. So sorry about that, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm both a uh, dog and cat lover too. Because when I was growing up, we had them both, 
and I've known friends who uh, had them both. And I don't own animals, but I just uh, spoil other people. And so uh, right. for some reason, animals like me. I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly, but they uh, sometimes tend to like me. So a cat would jump in your lap. Oh, yeah. I had a friend who had a cat who used to love to lay on my foot for some reason. And, you know, it would it would lay on my foot for minutes at a time. <laughs> you know, and so. it didn't and it didn't bother you, so that's good. Oh no, I would pet it and it would purr and it would lay on my foot and then it'd get up and do something else for a while and come back. Possibly come back and lay on my foot. Every time I visited this person for a few years, that cat would lay on my foot. I don't know why. <laughs> that's pretty good, Gary. Anything else before we go to our our topic here and uh, well you may be the first one to start out with this Gary I went to the real estate closing yesterday on Jackie's house and the realtor goes wow it's amazing that you can use your phone and and do this and do that and he started talking well can you hear better and I said no that's why I got on two hearing aids but he he asked me the question well what can blind people do? And it kind of took me back that we're living in a day and age and a professional person not know anything like that. And I thought, how am I going to make an impression on this man that we're not all super people? Some of us fumble around, you know, or whatever, but some do quite well and can do a wide range of things. So how would you answer that question? That's a good question, because uh, all you can say is that we are <clears throat> individual and we have our own skill sets, uh, just like anybody else. A lot of times I think we are pretty harsh on how we judge each other, each other according to if they don't live up to our particular skills, we may tend to look down on them sometimes. And, uh, you know, we just have to take people at their own skill levels and just try to help them out and just try to do what you do in your life. Uh, a lot of times I've lived alone, so I had to do whatever I needed done in my life. So if I went to work, I had to catch a bus. So if I had to go to the store, I had to walk to it or, you know, so I'd be carrying bags, you know, stuff, you know, home every day, you know, or every whatever I needed to go. So, you know, I just, part of it is just living your life and people see you doing that and they don't know how do they or she do that. How do they, I mean, they can't see it across this busy street and, you know, now that we have iPhones and technology, you know, it's like, wow, I don't use that technology. I can hardly use it myself, you know. You know, so sometimes people ask you, well, how do you do this on an iPhone? So you have to try to remember to current it, convert it safe from voiceover use to, you know, people who don't use voiceover, you know, but you can still, you know. A lot of times, tell people how to do something if you need to. So. Well, I think this guy was typical of that's why a lot of blind people have trouble finding a job because I don't know that these people do this out of um, spite or meanness. It's just a lack of it's a lack of knowledge, and uh, you know they just people can't figure it out. How to, how would they do it? And they see you doing the I don't know how you do it, so they think it's amazing. I mean, right. People like, told me a lot. Oh, you're amazing! I'm just like doing what I do in my life. You know, I'm not trying to be amazing. But because we've been blind all of our lives, and they've been sighted <laughs> all their lives, they can't imagine 
what it would be like because they use their eyes so much. Sure, exactly. They can't imagine what it would be like to not have them and be able to do everything they do. It's not that they're mean even. It's just beyond their imagination. So it's kind of cool if you get get an opportunity when, like, somebody says, well, how do you use your iPhone? And and if they have an iPhone, just say, you try to explain voiceover. And they say, turn on, just go into your settings on your phone and turn voiceover on. Or hold the Siri button down until it to turn on voiceover. Right. One of the things I always remind them of is I'll say, you know how many different kinds of sighted people there are in the world? I mean, there's all kinds and skill levels. Well, that's how many different kinds of blind people there are. I hate it when we're compared to each other because we have different skill levels. And just because somebody's good at one thing doesn't mean the other person is good at that same thing. They're good at something else that you may not be good at. And people compare, you know, the two people. And it's just not really fair to either one, really. Oh, no, not at all. Do we have some raised hands? I thought I saw some. I think Jeff might be gone. Mike, are you still here? We have a lot of raised hands. Okay. Well, we'll just get through them. The um, Fran. She'll have to unmute herself. Okay. I think I'm here now. Hello? Yeah, yes, you're right here. Oh, okay, good. Um, well, I wanted to comment on all of this. Um Oh, that's weird. It just told me my microphone is muted. Am I still on? Yes, you are. I lowered your hand. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. I'm sorry about this. I'm new to all this Zoom stuff. Anyway, um, I think that kind of brings up another point. Some people are really good at technology. Some people not so much. Some people are like Gary's very good at mobility. I'm not so much, but I get what I need to get done, done. Even if I have to do it with Metro Access, um, you know, before the pandemic, um, I got what I needed to do done. And that's the important thing if, if to, is to get out and keep trying to do things for ourselves. And unfortunately, in this particular climate with this pandemic, it's 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 hard to do that. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to use it as an excuse not to do things because I want to do things. I can't wait until, you know, it's like I just love to do things again. Um, But, you know, we have to adapt um, as best we can. And that's what I'm trying to do and not, you know, go into. But I think people don't understand what it's like to be blind. They fear blindness. I think blindness is the most feared of disabilities. I've seen studies that um, that seem to have that, you know, that, that it comes out that people would least rather be blind than anything else, that they'd most fear blindness. So, oh, they can't yeah. understand, so they can't understand how we can take it for granted and just adapt to it and do what we do. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, everybody, uh, we need to try to adapt to whatever our circumstances are and we have adapted to being blind because we don't have anything else but you know those of us born blind i'm i'm born blind and you know in a way i feel like i'm fortunate that it happened that way because i didn't have anything to get used to it was just life it was just the way things were i don't know what seeing is and i don't you know i would there are things i would love to be able to see but you know, it's but people can't understand how we can be um, 
you know, sometimes I think people can't understand how we can even walk, you know, so. Well, because they think they'd be petrified. If you ask most sorry people, they'd rather be deaf than blind. Oh, yeah. But then again, you know, I the idea of going deaf to me is just terrifying. Because everything I love to do, I love music, I love good conversation, um, you know, everything I love to do would, would change. I wouldn't be able to do it as well. So I probably fear deafness as much as some other people fear blindness. Oh, yeah. I've gotten a little taste of it a few times. I'll pass. Bill, and I think I'm, there was a, a message that came across that said Jeff lost power. lost power, but he's back now. So we'll I'll fix him, and I've got Michael as a backup if Michael is still there. I'm here. I'm not. Oh, oh. you're, you're an administrator, admin. Michael. Okay, I can do. We that. haven't heard from Ellen yet. She has her hand okay. up. And thank you, Fran. Those are great points. Okay. Do we want Ellen? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I was, I was just, I was just going to comment on this uh, on the uh, stuff here. The way I look at it this way, the way that we that we do this, because I get in double with the wheelchair as well, and so I tell people. I do everything you do. I just do it sitting down, and I have adapt. You know, I have adapted to uh, basically, you know, I find the skills. But I do everything you do. I just do it sitting down. And I, as far as reading it, I also had a situation a long time ago. I was selling newspapers at one of the grocery stores, and um, I had a couple of homeless guys, and they. I'm sitting there reading. And watching for customers because I can do that since I have a little bit of eyesight. And so I, uh, the, these two guys were standing there against the wall, and, he, and they were just alluding to the fact that I, they thought that I couldn't do anything because I was sitting down in a wheelchair. So I told them, I, I put my magazine down, and I said, look, I am here at work. You guys are standing there doing nothing. I said, why don't you guys go get a job? I'm here at work. And I just, I said, you, you guys need to go before I, before I call security. And they left, but I had to put fear of God in them, you know, simply because of that. And uh, so, you know, those things happen. But I just tell people, look, I do the same thing you do. I just do it sitting down, and I use Braille to read. So <laughs> that's basically that. There you go. Good perspective, good outlook. Thank you, Ellen. Let's see who's next. David hasn't uh, said anything yet. Okay. David Meyer. Dave Meyer. Okay. From Chicago or near Chicago or. Go ahead, David. Yes. Okay. I, I'm uh, coming over okay, right? Yes, you're fine. Okay. I think it depends upon the spirit in which the question is delivered. Um, if somebody is genuinely, or see, appears to be genuinely interested in the fact that we can do things, um, I will be patient and I will try to answer whatever questions they have. Um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, but um, it's my understanding based on your comments that 
The individual, the sighted individual in question kind of entered into this with the assumption that a blind person was incapable of anything. Well, Am I- well, maybe not incapable. They just didn't realize a blind person could do anything. Maybe it's based upon lack of experience. I don't think it was an intent. I don't think they were meaning it as being condescending. I think they just really didn't know. I honestly believe that. Now, I could be wrong, David, but I believe their attitude was, wow, you can do that? Wow. You know, like, I don't understand. Well, what could a blind person do to work? And, you know, so that's why I thought... The fact that you had enough money to consider buying a home, that was an irrelevant question. Right. Um, You know, whether we have the money or not, it doesn't matter how we get it. The fact is one of us has it and is willing to spend it. And a real estate agent need need not bother to question that part of it. If they want business, if they want to be educated afterwards, fine. But... To come in with that supposition to begin with, I'd be out the door and I would just say, um, look, I'm considering buying a home. Doesn't that mean that I have some success, too? Well, fortunately, and it's really that simple. Yeah, I think. but fortunately, this real estate, the person, the we were going as or Jackie was going as the seller of the home. So, you know, she didn't have to prove anything. He, um, you know, we had the the buyer there and all of that other stuff. So it really wasn't a matter of that. But I I believe that, you know, I've dealt with the first real estate person we dealt with said, I don't want anything to do with blind people. So we moved on to the second one and had a great, this is another house time, who was a great person who just instinctively knew what to do. And if she didn't think blind people could do anything or whatever, she had the good graces not to say anything, but she let you prove it. And she just had that experience and she made you, whether you were blind-sided, whatever, use compression socks, she made you feel like you were the greatest person going. So that's the difference in people, I think. She did tell me later on that when she first met us, she was a little worried about it because she didn't know blind people, that she'd never met a blind person before. But she said what she got to know us, and she said it was like anybody else. But she was worried about showing us houses and things like that, but... As a At matter, first. Right. She brought a com- her son's computer to me to work on. So she must have believed that uh, blind people could do things. So it works that way. And But it, it was just a different... I, I don't believe his intentions were were bad. I just think he needed a little education and he really needs to to read up and to be a little more observant maybe. And sometimes just doing what you do is the best way to educate people without making a big 
I had that problem at the laundry room, and the, and the lady said to me, you mean you do your own laundry? I said, no one else does it. I do. I, I don't have anybody to do my laundry. If I want clean clothes. I, I mean, I, I, I was going to say, well, would you like to, I should have said, would you like to do my laundry instead of me? But I didn't do that, so. But I would rather them ask than just assume. Because right. Right. Or if they just assume, anything. they're not going to be correct. Right. So maybe, thank, you, well, yeah, it, thank you, David. Like uh, Dave said, like David said, it depends on their intent. I mean, if they're asking you because they're curious and they really don't know, most of the time you can have a lot more patience with somebody and and tell them than if you just get people that are just ignorant. I think we have some Beth, more hands. We have a ton of hands raised. Beth Marianne, hasn't talked yet. Oh, I got Marianne unmuted. But you want me to unmute Beth, Chris, or what? Well, it's just I was trying to get to the people that haven't talked yet. Oh, okay, hold on a second. Go ahead, Beth. Oh, good morning. Oh, good morning. I. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're Jazz talks. Okay, great. Um, I, I've had s- s- several people get. There, there was one friend of mine who got mad at her husband when he said something having to do with blind people, and she said, "You have to realize that blind people's senses are sharper than ours." And I said, "Wait a minute." When she told me this, I said, "Wait a minute." I, I said, "Blind people have aversion to to stereotypes like that." I said, at least I do. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that about all blind people. Sorry about that, folks. But there, I, I just have a, such an aversion to the stereotype that we're able to hear more. Or we're able to, to. We've got our senses are so much sharper than other than sighted people, and you know, I, I hear that kind of thing, and it just makes me wonder. And- but bet they are, and the reason they are is not because they're better. Is because we're trained to use them. Because those same senses that are sharper are that we use. Are taking the place of the eyes, which we can't use. So they are, in a sense, better. I tell them, I tell people that I just use what I have, being that I don't have the physical sight, and and they they say, yeah, we take some of that for granted. And I said that it can happen at times. And well, there was a time I was with Gail. Oh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt someone or or? or no, go ahead, Beth. Okay. There was one time where I was with Gail and someone was going to tell us a, a direction to go to turn when we were at her apartment building. And this person said, how can I do the clock? And I said, um, excuse me, we're not clocks. We're people. You just tell us either turn left, turn right, go forward, or you just turn all the way around to a complete about face. We're, we're not clocks. <laughs> Very good point, Beth. <laughs> Good, good, good. Except for that's a good reference point for people. I mean, for most people that know how to tell time on a clock, that's a good, gives you a good idea of how far you need to turn lots of times. Doesn't Ira also ask questions? If if they ask it, would you prefer the clock method of of finding things or would you prefer? Well, they ask you, but they're trained professionals. They. They they give you the choices. What what works best for you? Time may work with some people. I went to a restaurant last week and she said, Well, your salad's at one o'clock and this is at three and five and I said, eh, I can't tell time. But <laughs> just kidding with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just messing with her a little bit. But you I think you're right with Ira. They give you choices and I think people should have choices. But I think I would, it's, go oh, ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I would say the biggest problem with with um directions is if people are facing you or whatever they usually give it backwards yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that happens too um 
We we got any more hands? Oh, we got a ton of them. We have Alan hasn't talked. Okay, Alan. Alan, if you can unmute yourself, we'll get to you. That unmuting is not us, guys. It's just the way. Okay, he's unmuted. Go ahead, I'm unmuted. Go ahead. So I'm just saying that it's just a matter of perception to how a person uh, feels, you know. With your uh, circumstances, I believe that uh, I don't have a lot of skills, you know, but I may have some that some people don't have. So, so it's just a matter of perception, I think. You're right. You're right. You're exactly right. There, Not every blind person is the same. Not every sighted person is the same. And when we start people, treating people like individuals. I'd just, like to say also that my brother and I are always constantly being compared to one another, you know, because we're both twins. You know, well, how come I do so much better than what Walter does, you know? So those kind of things. But until I get to know you, I, you know, I cannot assume, you know, until I get to really know you, you know. And you get to know me, what we can or cannot do our, with our limitations. Right. Because you and Walter, even though you're twins, and I have twin children, a son and a daughter, they are, have completely different abilities, completely different personalities. So it's hard to say that somebody is just the same. Well, they were trying to uh, explain to my brother, why aren't you into to the technical thing? Well, that's not Walter's thing, but it is my thing. And Walter's into more in, into the industrial arts than I am, you know, so. Right. So, see, Dave can put a new plug in. My friend Dave here, Dave Rickard. I could no more put a plug in, but I can configure his computer. So, go figure. Yeah, so I can't either, but so maybe it's just that I haven't learned or, you know, haven't done those things. Right. Well, you wouldn't want me doing those things, I don't think. But but everybody is different. Everyone is unique. And thank you, Alan. Let's I just see. wanted to say, Bill, um, well, you were talking about the plug, but I had an experience here. Oh, I don't know. This was probably 15 years ago. And I was installing satellite dishes, which <laughs> I had a uh, an attorney. Uh, he wanted to buy a satellite dish, and I said, okay, no problem, and we worked out the price and everything. And then he decided, you want to get that, Chris? Um, that there was, um, he, he he was asking a question, well, how can you install a satellite dish when, when you're blind? And I said, well, uh, very carefully was the excuse I used. And um, he was about to say, about to tell me to forget about it because he didn't want a blind person to install it. So I stuck my neck out because at the time, what the, the system that he wanted was like $2,500. And I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will install the satellite dish. If you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. Now, that's really sticking my neck out, but... Um, I did that, and and he okayed the deal and everything. So I installed the satellite dish, and it was probably for for him was probably the best thing that ever happened because I wound up with a whole bunch of customers because he was he was uh, really pleased with the system. So you know, sometimes when they ask the question, the only way you can do it is to kind of prove that it, that it can be done. And you're right. And sometimes it takes that where you've got to do something. I remember I got my first job that way. I said, try me out. If you don't like it, send me back home. I never got sent back home. 
So, yep. you know, it worked. So um, it, it can happen that way. You've got to take an extra step. Some, it, is that fair? No. It's not fair. Is it right? No. But sometimes you have to do what you think is best for you. To, right, whatever to, works. To land that job. Okay, who's okay? Next? Uh, have we heard from Jr. from Jr. at all from no. Marianne's brother yet today? It's on the, no, on the he, he sent us a message. So let me have him un- unmute him. Hold on, let me get to Jr. in one second. Here. Unmute yourself, Jr. If you can unmute yourself, we'll get to you. We I, it says ask for a mute. Okay. Oh, you, you you unmuted me, Bill or Bill on show. Okay, keeps moving us uh, on the can, screen. Can I make a comment? Oh, yeah, can I can ahead. I get Jr. first because he hasn't had a chance. Sure, to go speak. ahead. Go ahead. You, you just unmuted me. Actually, unmute yourself, Jr. Please unmute yourself. Sorry about that. Okay, I just sent him a message, Jeff. So okay, thanks, Bill. Jeff, you just unmuted me this no, time. No, I did. I didn't unmute you this time. I didn't. <laughs> or, or Zoom is having fun with people. I'm on. I'm Don Jr.'s thing here. So, but uh, go ahead. Okay, let me get to Bill, then. Then we'll get to you, Marion. And then we'll, we got to get things going here. So, go ahead. Uh, okay, you got it. Yeah, yeah go we ahead, got Bill. It, Bill. Go ahead. Okay, real quick. Uh, my theory is, I think a lot of times it starts when you're young too. A lot of a lot of things with blind people can do starts with their with their parents and their and their kids. Some parents don't want think their kids can never do anything because they're blind, never go mouth anything, do anything. And I think it's training because I remember when I was in the school, it was in my junior and senior year. We decided that our dining room, at least in the older boys' dining room area, we were going to family style food. They used to serve your food, but well, we we convinced them to do family style, and we had the tables in. We had a, a policy, the kids that didn't know how to do family style or how to cut your meat, and that we would show you for two weeks, and after that, you either ate or starved to death or picked it up with your fingers if you want to eat like an animal. And we trained a lot of kids that way to do stuff, and kids to this day still thank, thank me for having family style meals when they were younger because some of their parents wouldn't let them do the stuff at home. And then also, you have to advocate for yourself. I mean, even like where I worked, I worked there over 50 years. And when I went into the interview, the manager of the club said, oh, I see you are legally blind and blah, 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 all that stuff. And I said, yeah. He said, well, how do you go up down the stairs? I said, just like you do. And he said, well, I said, but if there's something on that step that shouldn't be there, like a bucket or a brush or something sitting there that shouldn't be there, and I trip on it and I fall and break a leg, I said, I'll sue you to the hilt. And he looked at me and he said, you're, you're really emphatic, aren't you? And I said, that's right. I said, I'll, I'll tell you how I look at it. And he said, okay, you're hired. Well, I worked there 50 years. But even when I was at home on the farm and that I did everything on the farm and everybody else did, the only thing I couldn't do was cultivate. Now, no one knows what that is for you. Where you when your corn that grows, you got to cultivate. They, it's a, because I couldn't see well enough without plowing out the rows of corn. But I did everything else. I'm at Jordan. And so, but, oh, one real quick comment. Dave, with your putting in your electrical outlet for your dishwasher, uh, I don't know what the rules are in your town, but here in the city, if you put your own outlet in and you're not a licensed electrician and your appliance goes bad due to your outlet, 
they, your warranty is null and void in Chicago. Well, I am licensed, so that's... Okay, I didn't know if you were or not, but you're not licensed. You can't. You can't. <laughs> I just thought of that when you mentioned this. Oh, because I've done outlets before. I mean, I've done an outlet, but not to major appliances. Dave put the outlet in and touched the wires together and his, ha- and his hair stood up on end. Right, Dave? Right, <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dave. I couldn't help that. All right, who's next? Thank you, Jr. Yeah, we can get to you now, Jr. Go ahead. You are unmuted. Oh, boy. Go ahead, Jr. I hear... He's definitely unmuted. I'm looking at him right on the screen here. Yeah, he is. Well, mic trouble. He, may, he may have mic trouble. Uh, Marianne wanted to talk, and so I'll ask her to unmute. Can you unmute yourself, Marianne, please? This is... Let's see if we... There you go. Go ahead, Marianne. I'm, I am good. I I love this topic because there's there's a part of this that you know the un, the in, the intentional or the unintentional slight of a person, the whole macro versus microaggressions and so on and so forth. And I'm actually running a story circle tomorrow where we are talking about that as part of the the topic. Um, you know, you're really good for a, you know whatever person. Uh, it happens to be, and uh, in dealing with that, and what does that actually do to us as people? Um, be you know being told all that, but I tell people all the time, I do everything you do. I just have alternative techniques. I'm not an expert at any any one thing, and I'm sure you're not either. And I tell people I can do everything you can do except drive a car and fly a plane. But I do happen to know somebody who's a blind pilot, and I do know somebody who's who's uh, driven a car before. Well, there are plenty of people who've driven cars, but one who's driven a car effectively. Um, actually, a couple of people who've driven cars effectively as blind people with with alternative techniques and technology and and training and sometimes assistance and so on. And I think the, the, the real crux of it has as much to do with the attitudes as it does anything else. If somebody, uh, and I, I'm kind of, I'm really glad this question came up because we have, uh, we have Mary comes and takes care of our house. I do an awful lot of house cleaning stuff, but I, you know, I hate scrubbing toilets as much as the next person. And my husband said when he married me, he didn't marry me to clean the house. So it, it's one of the things that he chooses to do. He says, you know, if I can't do it, I can hire it out. So he hires out cleaning the house. But one of the people who comes into our house, she's like, I don't care what anyone says. I just think you guys are, you know, da, 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 amazing. And I'm just, and I said, do you understand that that's in a way insulting? Because, I mean, like, and she really does believe that we're just amazing. And there's no getting around it for her that she doesn't think she's being harmful. But I'm like, well, what you actually don't understand is the double standard that you're holding. And a lot of people don't understand that because they just think, well, if I was you, so on and so forth, I would never be able to do that. And I'm like, well, if you want to live a quality life, then, yeah, you will. You will figure out the things you need to do in order to to survive and live a quality life with whatever disability or difference or whatever kind of thing it is you want to say you've got. You will figure those things out. You will do those things. And I hated the comparison stuff, you know, with other blind people. JR and I went through that quite a lot. I was really good academically, and JR probably would have been, but didn't care as much as I did to be an academic. But he's amazing at things, you know, he's a, he was a scoutmaster and all kinds of other stuff that I've never dreamed of being. And so, I, you know, I think what it really comes down to is 
and the biggest part of this, and Bill was absolutely right, when it comes to employment, it is the biggest uh, barrier because somebody who just can't imagine how they would do the job that they w- that they need to hire you for. Uh, the people who are cited who are hiring you to do a job and can't imagine how they would do that job as a blind person are the biggest barrier to employment for blind people that are out there. I've been qualified for tons of jobs, but I have never gotten just because somebody cited couldn't imagine how I would do that job. No, in the real world, Marianne, in the real world, getting a job, it's not what you know 99% of the time. I hate to tell you this, it's it's who you know and being at the right place at the right time. Well, I mean, and I and I totally get that. And yes, those things do. Um, networking is the biggest part of how you land certain jobs. But uh, you know, depending on the kinds of jobs you want to do, I mean, there have been jobs that I have applied for, have absolutely been completely qualified for, and then had somebody tell me later on, well, in truth, I didn't hire you because everything in the office is is in print, and I couldn't figure out how you would handle it. So I chose not to hire you for that reason. It's not legal. It's not moral. It isn't in any way, shape, or form right. But they got to make that choice, and they didn't get to tell me, or they didn't tell me at the time of the interview or anything like that. They waited and told me about it afterward. The only thing I can say is, well, they no longer have their job either, so, you know, on them. But um, there were, you know, great opportunities that I never got a chance to to prove myself in because they made their choices based on my vision. So now when it comes to interviews, I I will actually say, you know, I'm going to bring the big, huge elephant in the room with me. And I will say, do you have questions about how I could do this job as a person who is blind? I know you're not supposed to ask and so on and so forth, but let's talk about it now. I'd rather talk about it now than to have you just wonder and, and discount my effort because I can't see and you can't imagine. There. That might be a conversation for a whole other a topic for a whole other well, day. Well, I, I think that another that's part of, one of the things I do. Another part of the, of the issue is when you do have a job as a sighted, as a blind person, and I hated this, and I got really physically ill the first time I started working with the state, is that I'm always always under the pressure that I had to be twice as good as that sighted individual. And no one can live up to those standards. I don't care what you say. And I had to do that for a few years because, uh, but then I was re- was getting sick, and I went, and I saw a therapist, and and I and, and she just realized, and she said, you know, you're putting much too much pressure on yourself, and if you keep doing that, you're going to kill yourself. And I had to realize that I am me. I'm going to do things as best as I can, but I, I I can't be better than everyone else. No, but I also understand the pressure to it, and I do. I I will tell people that if you are blind and you really want that position, you do have to put more effort into getting it than a sighted person will. And keeping that job possibly too. Yes, that's true. And you, I mean, because because by the nature of the work, depending on what the work is, you very well might need to ask your sighted colleagues for help doing things. It might be, you might be doing a whole lot of job sharing things, and you have to be able to say as the blind person, "Hey, look, I might need you to do this for for me, but I'm really happy to do this for you." And you yep. have to be able to find the the you have to be able to one be the bring bringing the ones with the alternatives and the options and the suggestions for how to make it better 
for your sighted colleagues to work with you? Well, I worked on a computer help desk, and I was told by one of the people on the help desk who was a political employee and ended up losing her job, but that's another story, um, that they didn't want to deal with this quote-unquote stupid affirmative action employee. And part of the problem was they did put other blind people on that help desk who were incompetent, who got the job because they couldn't see, and the state was afraid to fire them, even though they couldn't do the job. And that doesn't do us any good, Marianne. No, you are absolutely right. I mean, only putting people in positions that really that they can do or can properly be trained to do is is most helpful. I would never want to be hired for a job that I couldn't do, but at the same time, I'm tired of having to fight to get jobs that I can do simply because people can't imagine how I would do that job. <laughs> That's my problem with some of the vocational rehabilitation stuff, though. They, they get these people these jobs that... They show them how to do it, and they can't do it, and then it ruins it for a qualified person that could do it. Absolutely. It's like me. I can't cook. That's why I need Chris to do the cooking for me. No, I'm just kidding, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get myself in trouble with Chris and Dave. They're going to kill me one day. We're just all going to send you rocks and boxes, and nobody's going to cook anything for you, Jeff. Well, today is sheets because we want chili dogs and i have no buns that's right i used you said oh. that earlier however however as, as you know marianne i am a bad influence on your brother and he's a bad influence on me so that's the problem when we hang Chris, out together we're, we're gonna have to call your shopping into question here no buns <laughs> and you're out of potatoes the other day so i don't know <laughs> yeah well the last two packages of hot dogs uh, buns i've bought we've ended up throwing away before we even opened them. i know and i don't know what happened with the potatoes we just flat ran out I'm but the hot, were they stale when you got them is that what happened to them chris no we just didn't use them oh so, so just, i you're bought them so we would have them and we didn't or... use them so i didn't buy any this time so what are you going to put the hot dogs on well, we're ordering them from Sheets. They'll come on buns. Oh. Yeah, they're already they're oh. oh. Well, they're only I 79 cents. I mean, you know. Chili yeah, dogs. Dave eats 10 of them. So. Oh, it's not bad. I got a really good um, Polish sausage from Portillo's the other day. What is it called? The Maxwell? Something? Yeah, it was called the Maxwell Street Sandwich or something like that. Oh. And it was really good. It had... You know, before we go on, I need to say, I need to say this. I still need to give kudos to the people that have redesigned that June oven. Um, it is so easy to put something in there and hit a program and you don't have to configure it or do anything and do all kinds of things. So it, it really does now get some serious consideration for I don't think since we've gotten it we've used any of the programs since we they did this the last update I don't think we've used any of the programs we created have we don't meat meat comes out great meat are just just different things uh, yeah, they put a lot of time into this into last that. update to, boy I'll tell you there's not much I'm you gonna can't have to do say that it. somebody there's, like there's yeah. only one program that we created that that I used since then and see I'm not a control freak so I don't care but <laughs> but even the toast we make toast and <laughs> it does good toast yeah it does we have a call from Nancy and Milwaukee. Nancy. Okay. Hi, Nancy. Um, I usually have pretty good experiences with people, even if they haven't had much experience with blind people in the past. I tend to treat things with humor, particularly medical situations. And um, 
usually humor will tend to make the other person more comfortable. Um, doesn't always work, but I find that that works for me. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. I knowing Nancy the way I do, that is 100% correct. She is just that way. So she, she's exactly true to her word as what she says. So, can, I have, can I get back to this, the blindness thing? What, I yeah. had an interesting situation in my building, and very quickly, is that there was a, there's a former Albany police officer. We're, um, we're friends in the building, and there was a power failure. I got to go back to about 2003 when I was first living in this place, and he was really scared. He couldn't, because the, the emergency lights in the staircase weren't working. I said, Jim, don't worry about it. I'll get you to your apartment. And I said, why don't you grab onto my elbow? And I let him up the stairs and took him to the apartment, and he was so grateful. And to this day, and that, you know, it's more than almost 20 years now from, that, from, from when this happened, he still remembers it and still talks about it. Oh, see, you you did. Where was I? Someplace the power was out, and I was using my iPhone, and people were freaking out around me. How are you doing that? How are you doing? I don't need my eyes for that. So, Jr., I unmuted you. Do you? Is your mic working now? Do you think? Can you talk to us at this point? Because I think the problem is that you have to share Zoom and tell Zoom that you want to use your microphone. I think that's the problem you're having. Could be. Do we have anybody else waiting while we're waiting on Jr. And yes, we do. It's, oh. it's just, oh, is oh. that you, Jr.? No, it's no, that was me. I was oh. just going to say we have another call too. Okay. So. Okay. You want to take the call first, Jim? T- uh, Jim? Uh, Tim? I mean. Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead and play it. All right. Wait a minute. What did I do here? We're all having. Oh, oh! I see what I did wrong. We're all having glitches this morning. Good morning, everybody on the Coffee Club. This is Debbie in Lafayette, and I agree with everything everyone is saying. We all have different skills. And I like my son's comments when people would say to him, well, you know, your mom's amazing because she's blind. She does this or that. James always said she's just living life. So, yeah, I'm just living life. I like that comment. Thank you all. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Well, that kind of sums it up. I'm just living life. Some I like us, that. That's a, that's, a, that's a very good philosophical approach. I kind of like that as well. Because some of us live it a little better than others. But, <laughs> but, I'm sorry. That's but kind of we funny. Live it. We, we, we live it. And one of these days, Jr. will get that microphone fixed. I'll, I'll talk to me off off air, Jr. and I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through it because I think the problem is on your phone. So we'll, we'll, we'll work it out with you. So... Um, there was something I was going to ask Chris and Dave, something I had come up in the kitchen yesterday, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it something to do with the June, 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 June? Oh, I'm thinking my pork chops will come out better. Those boneless pork chops would come out would have come out better in the June than on the grill last night. For some reason, they were a little bit tough. Jenny didn't think they were. I thought they were a little tough. But I think if I'd have put that probe in there, that would have got that up to the right temperature. They're perfect in the June. What I find on the grill is sometimes my edges get a little dry and tough on some of them, not all of them. Right, but not all I don't of know them. if I'm cooking them too fast or what, but if you use the thermometer and like it says, it's perfect. It is pretty good that way. Um, it was 
pretty good. Um, I've got that down to a science now. So we're, we're working with what, you know, what we've got. Um, let's see some questions. How do I keep my strawberries a little bit longer? They're, I get them and I leave them in the carton and I just eat them when I want them. But I'm probably thinking I probably need to clean them and put them into a plastic bag or another bowl. No, actually, <clears throat> if you're going to keep them whole, it's better to clean them as you eat them. Unless you just want to take the stems out. And, but don't. I wouldn't wash them till I was ready to eat them. But strawberries don't keep very long. You either need to get a fridge fresh which we have a demo on, or I saw this stuff on QVC called Fresh Paper that's supposed to absorb ethylene gas that fruits and vegetables put out, and that's supposed to keep them fresher longer. I've not tried it, but I have been thinking about it. I had it on last Sunday, Chris. So I yes. I saw that. Fridge Fresh, can you buy that from QVC? Yes. Of course, you can always freeze them. Yeah, that's true. But if I was going to freeze them, I might as well get frozen strawberries. But um, they don't last that long. They get a little furry or something. I don't know. Well, strawberries, once you buy them, they only last a few days. You have to oh, buy yeah. them Man, these ready to eat weeks. them right away. They Does get kind of watery almost. Does that remind me of the, uh, what's his name, Carl, well, the, what's his name, the guy, of, um, I'm trying to think the guy, uh, Wonderful Wino, the comedian, uh, George, George, George Carlin. Carlin, and he goes, what's this in the refrigerator? I haven't seen it for years. I don't even know what it is now. <laughs> and, the, and you offer it to your guests and you say, would you like this i'm only going to throw it away <laughs> that's true you know one of the other things that kathy from pennsylvania gave me an inspiration to start making salads so um i've learned how to keep a little more peace in the house here and that is if jennifer wants more vegetables jackie hates vegetables so i try to keep everybody in a balance and I find the things that Jackie wants to eat with our main whatever, and I can keep Jennifer going with the salads and the vegetables now, along with our main entree. So I like the salads too, but giving me some inspiration here on the the salads. I don't have the vegetable thing like Chris and Dave have, but I can still manage to get them cut up but that has been a big 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 turnaround since i've started doing some of these salads and some of these different things and keep those vegetables going qvc has a neat little thing on there with chris bought here a couple of weeks ago and it's a bowl and it has a i don't know would you call that like a basket are you talking about the salad spinner yeah i bought that from amazon is that where it came uh -huh. from qvc and, probably has one and like you can take lettuce and stuff and you can put it in there after you wash it yeah and and then you you turn this little crank you give it a spin and it spins around and it spins all the water out of the out of the vegetable it's pretty it, amazing yeah it, it's got a basket and a bowl underneath it and it spins all the water down into the bowl underneath the basket wow. it's just a salad spinner so can i just oh, i'm sorry go ahead bill no you go jeff jr are you is your mic working yet i think it's working finally go ahead yeah i know i was like what the heck is going on here you know it's computers what do you want <laughs> chris i was curious about your your boss dishwasher i'm uh 
it almost sounds like it could be a portable dishwasher. No, it's it's not a portable dishwasher. It's um, it installs underneath the counter. the The one that we had before, they couldn't fix, so they refunded the money for the dishwasher, and so we purchased a Bosch. And for whatever reason, installers see. I like the idea of having it hardwired. You know, mm-hmm. where, the, where the where the wire comes from your breaker box or a junction box or whatever the case may be into the the washer but the installers now either they don't know how to do it or they just don't want to do it they're probably not electricians and they're probably not allowed to by their companies i'll bet so they're having you put on an appliance cord onto the onto the washer and, and a receptacle in there so that um, all they have to do is plug it in. So wow, is it, still they, in its, is it still in its own circuit breaker, Dave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they make you put the receptacle in? No. Uh, um, A lot of new houses have it that way already, but yeah. Oh. But oh. they won't put it in. It's your job to either put it in or get it put in. Yeah, have it. Have an electrician yeah. put it okay. in. Or whatever. So that's an extra cost right there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I. Uh, I'm just wondering because we had ours done well, but that was a guy that sold it to me and he did it himself. But anyway, when we had our dishwasher put in about a year and a half ago, they didn't do it that way. But Well, Home Depot and Lowe's and those people do. Now, we did find somebody who would have hardwired it for us had we decided to, but Dave can hardwire it, so, you know, that's not an issue, but the stores where you buy them anymore, those big box stores or home improvement stores, they all want just to plug them in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a small appliance place that, like a one-owner business. Yeah. Yeah, and and they'll so, do pretty much whatever you want them to do. Yeah, that's because they want the local business too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, you know when I bought my home, oh, when I bought my home, what, we, they wanted only let me have an electric stove. I said no, I want a gas stove. So, uh, but I want the ability to have electric if I decide to do that. And they said, well, I don't know if we can. And I said, well, I was having the home built me, and I said, well, if you can't, then I won't buy the home. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I, you yeah, know, I said the same thing about when I moved in here. You know, it's 25 years ago or, or more. I said, I'm not I'm not moving in if there's no gas. I, I want a gas stove. Now, remember, okay. JR, you should do everything I say you should do. And then if you if you get in trouble, run over to my house and I'll get you out of trouble. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think if we lived together, we'd be in more trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a good idea to have, um, well, in, in our case, ours is set up for a gas stove. But if we wanted to get an electric stove, we would have to have, uh, and in that case, we would have to have an electrician come in because that's got to come from the breaker box. We'd have to have another yeah. 220 put in probably yeah. for the circuit. Yep. Yeah, my, my stove was, was 220. You know, my air yeah. conditioner in my apartment, it's a sleeve unit, Dave, and that's 220. A lot and, of them are. And, oh, is, yeah. there an, is there an advantage to the 220? Uh, well, they use more electricity. <laughs> I know that. I, I, I believe you. We've had a, a much warmer than normal summer this year, and I know that because I can see it on my utility bill that I pay all the time. Well, yeah, our our AC is two twenty. 
Well, I'm going to fight that battle here in a couple of weeks when I go back to Florida. I'm, one of the reasons I'm going is the air, con- the central air is is going out. It's leaking. What do they call that? R thirty something thirty four. R thirty two. Some Freon or R thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. He said it's going to have to be the unit's going to have to be replaced. Do I want to continue with? The heat pump, the one, I've got two opinions. One says just get a central air and do heat strips or something. But the house is already set up in the ductwork for the heat pump, or I do believe it is. And I had those, what do they call those things in Indiana once with the baseboard heat? Um I think I would stick with the heat pump because otherwise it's going to be a major project. Anyway, in Florida, Switch. a Florida heat pump should handle it just fine. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I was. That's what I was told. Jr., you you seem to be inclined that way. Do you? Well, I'll tell you, if it was up to me, I would, you know, I would switch over to a gas furnace. Right but down there. If there's no but, gas, it's not available. Well, I'm not saying it's not available. I haven't seen it. So I would see if it is available because the gas, the money that you would save uh, between using electric and gas is phenomenal. Yeah. But it's a slab house, and I don't think you could bring the gas lines in because I don't think it's already run for gas. In other words, I don't think it, in Florida, a lot, of, a lot of stuff is electric down there. Yeah. And besides, Florida, I mean, I guess once in a while they get into the 30s, but very, very seldom. Yeah. Very, very. I don't know. I think their winters are getting a lot colder lately. Yeah. I don't see why they can't put AC in there and use the ductwork and just put a little furnace in there because you very seldom ever need it. Because most of the time there, especially as warm as it is. Well, you could probably do that if if there was gas available. Yeah, if there were gas available. Yeah. Electric furnaces are higher than... That um, cat's back that Sharon Bishop loves. So, well, think uh, about think about running your curling iron for so many hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Dave, do you remember? Hey, that might um, heat it. A curling iron might heat it. <laughs> Actually, you can get some good space heaters and put them in there. <laughs> do you remember no when they had? You remember when they had gas-powered air conditioning? Yes, I do. <laughs> I've seen some of those. I've heard of that, but I've never seen it in action. <laughs> right. Uh, so, they had it around here. I don't Actually, know. the first central air units mostly were gas. Now, is this is this unusual? They offered me a new one with a 10-year parts and labor warranty. Is does that make sense, or is there a catch to that? If there's a if it's done by a reputable company, yeah, and it is okay, not by some fly by night right. you know, person, I would right. say do that. It's worth it, right? Because I, you know, it's what I tell people. Um, and it's what I've learned when I'm helping people put together these systems. If we don't have a warranty in place, and not me doing it, but if we don't get it through a third party or a, a store or something, that's, there's somebody there to back that up. Anybody can build you a computer, but if you don't, if you don't have a way to have a warranty or something, especially when you've invested a thousand or two into this computer, you want there to be a backup, something that you've you, you that you can do, 
you know, that the you, other th- from, the other thing you want to look at is how much are they going to charge you for that warranty? That's right, and they said it was built into the price. Now, you know, they're charging for that warranty. Mm-hmm. Um, then what th- are what are the conditions of the warranty? Well, now that's that's a valid point, Jr. Um, that that's a valid point. One of the things we're going to be talking about in the next upcoming weeks is down in Florida. I have is what is called a what do you call those plans? A lot of realtors push them off on you. Where home, home warranty home, plan. Whole home warranty. If you got something wrong, you pay a seventy five dollar deductible, and like they'll they'll come out and fix your dishwasher. They'll fix. Mm-hmm. My sister swears by them. She she had some major damage to uh, a, a boiler that uh, one of her, her furnace, and there was a leak, a hot water leak, and it, it flooded her basement, and they covered most of the cost of the cleanup and uh, and everything else. So, and uh, all of those are not created equally either. No, they're not. you got to look at the fine print on those. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I mean... Well, it depends on what you want it to cover. Like, we found out they usually don't cover much on air conditioners or heat pumps. No, they don't. They do, but the people they get to work for them sometimes are the very bottom of the line. Um, you well, know. That's going to happen with anything now. Well, that's true, too. The lowest bidder gets the job. That's usually what it comes down to. Yeah. So What you, what you do is you hire Dave out to fix it for you. When he, you, fly, you fly him to Florida, and he fixes your... Oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't. I'm sorry, Dave. I'd be cheaper than. Uh... Well, it might be, but it's the food that I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the We've, hiring. It's oh, not some the... good fried chicken and some good donuts would fix that. Well, what, we could take him to a few good barbecue places. <laughs> We've had home warranty, warranty through our gas company, and it's it's been. I think it's probably paid for itself because they replace the um, electronic igniter on our furnace, uh, or actually the control unit, and they replace the same thing for our stove and um, did repair on our dryer and things like that. It's it's uh, it's been pretty pretty good. So, but how much are you paying for that a month? Well, let me think. It's, I think, around 35 A month? Yeah, and that's for all appliances, air, air conditioning. So you think, so look furnace. at it this way, 350 bucks, roughly 10 months. A, a year, yeah. 350 well, I, I, It's more than that. Actually, 350 yeah. for well, 20 20 a year. Yeah, for 20 a year. I mean, how much would it be to buy a new dryer? Okay, a new dryer is going to cost you probably what five to six hundred. Sometimes you can get them for three something if you buy a bottom of the line. Yeah, you might. But, I yeah. mean, depending on how often you're going to use this repair service, it's you know it could be worth it. It could be, well, you know, you know, just to get your washer worked on. We may have an issue with our dishwasher. Just to get it worked on is going to be a couple hundred bucks at least. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 a couple hundred bucks. It wouldn't be too bad, maybe. But you better fly. You better fly Dave over there soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. No, but Bill's right. It's it's usually to get repairs done now is 
uh, it's almost a couple hundred bucks to do anything. <laughs> you know, well, I know in, in Florida, it's very common. My parents lived in Florida. I'm going back to the 90s, JR. And they mm-hmm. had a company that, that handled their appliances and, they, their, and every, everyone down there in, 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 their, in their development had these, this company called Amira. I'm not that, that was the name of the company at that time. So if, there were, if an appliance broke, they would, they would cover the repairs of the, of the appliance or replace it. I mean, it's, it's, it was, and there was, this, I'm talking about 1990 to 1993 when they were living in Florida. And, and it's mm-hmm. quite common down there. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a hard thing to say, but there's some electrical issue we've noticed in the kitchen. So it might be a good time to tap into that, JR, to get some of those issues. The lights are flickering. I don't know if it's the light bulbs or what's causing that. That may be a... Oh, we need to have that checked out in a hurry. Yeah, really. Yeah. Actually, it's really Jr. costing it when he runs his Kenwood uh, two, tw- uh, Kenwood uh, tw- 940 on full power with the linear amplifier. That's what's causing yeah. your problem. But, you know, th- those home warranties can be good, and they can be very, 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 very bad. But they, they provide a lot of services that I've been... What's the one I've got? Home Shield or something like that. It's supposed to be one of the better ones. And they'll even come out and set up your TVs if you want your speakers set up right. Or they'll work on all kinds of different things. So, so do you have any problems with power flickering like in a studio or anything like that? I can't tell you about studio. I don't think in the studio. Because I was going to say... We had a problem here a couple years ago. The main breaker in your breaker box, ours ours went haywire, and you could you could actually hear it humming in the breaker box. And they, uh, we had the breaker, the main breaker replaced, because but it could be a faulty breaker you might have in the kitchen. Yeah, I, I think I better get that checked out. Hey, Chris, do you have a recipe today? We. Yes, we have a recipe for slow cooker apple crisp. It's getting to be close to fall. Can't believe summer's almost over, but anyway. Hey, there's no football, so this is not good. So but go ahead with this appetizer. Six cups of one half inch wide sliced apples. You can peel them or not. One half cup of granulated sugar or less. One half teaspoon ground cinnamon. That's the apple mixture. You put all that in a bowl, toss the apples to cover with the cinnamon and sugar. And the topping is one cup of original Bisquick mix, one half cup of quick rolled oats, one half cup packed brown sugar, one third cup granulated sugar, which is optional, one eighth teaspoon ground nutmeg, one quarter teaspoon of salt, and one quarter teaspoon ground cinnamon, one half cup or one stick of cold butter cut into small pieces. What you do is once you get your apples coated with the cinnamon and sugar, you spray a four to five quart slow cooker with cooking spray. You place apples in the bottom and you mix your topping ingredients, all except the butter, up in a large bowl. And once you get those mixed up, you put your cut-up butter in there and take a fork or a pastry blender, or you can even use two knives. I I like to use a fork because I don't have a pastry blender anymore. But you cut your butter into the other topping mixture until it makes 
crumbs. It should feel crumbly. You put that over your apples and you cook on the high heat setting. Well, you cover with your lid. You cook it on the high heat setting for three hours. And you do this in the slow cooker. Uh-huh. Yep. And how does it come out? Does it come out really good? It's good. It's very good. Very good. And that, Chris, will post that to the people on the mailing list. And how do you subscribe to that? Just go to the website and check on Coffee Cup. I just knew it. So, anyway, good stuff. You can get uh, a copy of that recipe. And I will post the 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 other demo today um on the stud finder i think Kay and buffalo had asked for that so I'll, dave will send out something saying that that's what's going to be posted today yeah and we yeah. will then i will post that also to the folks over at fillmore so that you can dial that 773-572-3006 and press option number number 7 and you can just hit your I think it's your pound or star key where's Gary at when we need him um, you have so many phone numbers to remember do you ever wake up one day and get them all mixed up in your head I do it on a daily basis <laughs> what's new about that so anyway We'll be back. Uh, anybody else have anything real quick before we turn the reins over to Tim? And you'll get it rather quickly, Tim. You know that now. Yeah, I've forgotten uh, what Jeff's request was. Lemon and tree, and if I had a hammer by uh, Trini Lopez. Oh, yeah, that's right. That'll Thank be you. easy, too. We'll get those. Oh. So, Tim, we'll see how fast you get it. Um this new system we're working under, not a new system, actually, it's just a, it's it's what JR would approve of. It's taking the middleman out is what we're doing. So anyway, <laughs> we, we will wish everyone a great week, and thanks for all the wonderful participation. Thank you, thank you.